Welcome to the Disrupting Obesity Podcast. I'm Charlotte Skeins, and I'll be sharing ways to regain control over your body and lose an extreme amount of weight naturally. Being fat is about so much more than just the food. It's about your relationship with food. That means that dealing with your weight is about more than just the food too. You have to change that relationship. You have to start disrupting obesity. Okay, it's everywhere. And I've avoided this. I haven't said a word about it. I'm not even sure now that I want to wade into these waters, but I'm gonna. I've held my tongue for a very long time. Ozempic. Oh, it sounds like a miracle, doesn't it? Anybody remember Fenfen? Because it sounded like a miracle too. It's not like weight loss drugs have got a stellar track record, right? They just don't. I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to go into that end of this. But as somebody with some pretty serious pancreas issues and a crazy complicated relationship with diabetes, I've obviously got feelings on this one. And they're ranging from understanding, outrage, and disbelief to like sadness and a bit of disgust. I also have a lot of friends and clients who rely on these meds to control their diabetes. I'm really fortunate and I don't need it. Not right now, and I really, really hope I never will. One of the rare side effects is pancreatitis. So if I need these drugs, things have likely gone pretty far south. So I'm going to keep it zipped on, I guess, the more political side to this conversation and on the science side. I mean, I could quote the stats at you, but you've got Google, and I probably won't be able to hold my tongue on the rest of my social media anyway, but I really am trying. So When I started seeing the articles popping up about Ozempic face, I knew that I had my way in. So Ozempic face is a thing, and it's kind of catchy, and it's fun to say, so there's that. But what they're referring to is sagging skin on your face after you lose a bunch of weight using this drug and how it can make you look older. But I'm really not sure what anybody expected when we're talking about rapid weight loss. Yeah, if you lose a bunch of weight in a hurry, you're going to end up with a saggy face. And your face probably won't be the only thing that's sagging. How is this the part that anybody's worried about? If losing the weight was essential for your health, shouldn't the saggy face be balanced by that whole healthier part? But maybe it gets right down into what's really going on. And the irony here is just fabulous. Okay, so let me get this straight. You only had 17 pounds to lose to begin with. So you took a drug intended to help people with a horrific and deadly disease so you could be thinner and look good. Because really, if we're being super real here, if you're 17 pounds overweight, and I'm really not discounting that experience, but if you're 17 pounds overweight, you probably haven't hit crisis status with your weight. You're not even technically obese at this point. And I get it. I've been living at a healthy weight for a while now, but I've had my moments where I put a few pounds back on. I got as caught up in the COVID-15 as anybody else. So I know just how uncomfortable and unsettling it can be to have an extra 15 pounds on your frame when you're not used to them. I get it. But I've also had 200 extra pounds on my frame and there is no comparison whatsoever beyond the fact that both are overweight. That's it. So you took the Ozempic because you didn't feel great about how you looked and now you've aged a decade. There's an Alanis Morissette song from my teenage years about this, pretty sure. But this whole Ozempic face thing, it's a boon for the filler industry. And it couldn't be more timely, right? I mean, apparently filler is on its way out. I don't know if you've heard that. Nobody wants the sexy baby look anymore. And we're back to the gaunt cut cheekbones. So buccal fat removal, 
is the big thing now. And that's when they cut the fat pad out from your cheeks to make things look like more hollowed out. I don't know. And everybody's different. Obviously, we've all got different motivations when it comes to our weight. And clearly, I'm being a bit silly to make a point here. But I also have a very clear mandate for myself. And if you've listened to episode eight, you've already got an idea of what I'm talking about. My main overriding goal for this podcast is to create a space for those of us who are dealing with significant weight loss. Not 15 or 35 pounds, significant, super morbid class three and class four obesity. And that doesn't mean I'm discounting anybody else's journey. Hard is hard and pain is pain. It's like that meme about how you do a post about how much you love apples, right? And then your comments start to fill up with statements calling you an orange hater and lumping you in with some kind of anti-vegetable cabal. I didn't say a thing about oranges. I love oranges and I don't have a single thing against vegetables. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of overcooked asparagus, but I can choke it down. We've become so polarized with everything that we just assume when someone says something about one thing, they're slamming another thing. It's not all passive aggressive. Not everything's black and white. I just wanted to show some apples love. And that's why I'm here too. There are hundreds and hundreds of spaces for people with less than 80 pounds to lose. They're everywhere. That conversation is going on all over the place. And this this podcast thing, it's petrifying. I don't want to get canceled before I've even really gotten started. But I promised myself I was going to do this. I've been working for years to get to this point where I can do my little bit to change the conversation we're having when it comes to extreme weight loss and create a new space. And that means I'm going to have to say things I'm afraid to say, things I don't hear other people saying, things I wish I'd heard when I was 200 pounds overweight and even more terrified than I am right now. So I have to say the things that scare me, like my opinion on Ozempic face. And I want to be clear here. I am actively pursuing plastic surgery of my own to deal with the issues that I have with my body since I lost the weight. Actively. Like it's happening soon. I've wanted to deal with my arm since before I lost my weight. I knew as I was losing it that I was going to need an arm lift and I've waited almost 20 years to be in a position to do it. And I'm not stopping there. I'm going to deal with my breasts and my abdomen too. I'm not sure how much I could do about the loose skin on my face, And that's something I'm kind of leery of screwing with. So I feel the weight loss and what it does to your face pain. I was out to lunch with a friend of mine the other day. She's four years younger than me. And while we were eating, a man at another table struck up a conversation and proceeded to ask if I was her mother. So I really do get it. But I've never once considered regaining my weight to fill that loose skin back out. And I never once considered stopping when I was losing my weight even though I knew I'd need surgery to deal with it. I knew before I started, I was going to need surgery. All the lotion and water in the world couldn't stop that runaway loose skin train. And I knew it was going to be a very long time before I could afford to do anything about it. And I accepted that even if I never could afford it, I was still going to be better off. Loose skin is a hot topic. I see conversations every day in the online weight loss support groups about whether or not it's even worth losing your weight if you're going to be stuck with a bunch of loose skin every day. And not from people with a few pounds to lose either. This is coming from people with a lot to lose, like a hundred plus pounds. And I get really frustrated. Not so much with them because it's natural to be afraid and for your brain to throw up these massive roadblocks anytime that you're trying something you're intimidated by. So it's not them that are frustrating me. It's the people responding to them that are pissing me off. Why can't we just let them be afraid? 
why do we have to judge them and make them feel worse than they already do? Why can't we have a conversation where everybody gets a turn to feel valid and heard? Instead of just getting mad and telling somebody they're dumb or their fears are unfounded, neither of which is actually true, why not have a chat about ways to avoid loose skin, things you can do to mitigate the group? Tearing people down isn't ever going to help. Nobody feels motivated when they feel so bad about themselves. They don't believe that they're capable. All I can do is share my experience. And I got pretty lucky. I lost my weight slowly, which is a huge factor. Like it's huge. I can't overstate how much of a factor the speed at which your weight comes off is when it comes to loose skin. And this is where I have to defer in a lot of ways to my friends from the bariatric surgery crowd, because it's a totally different experience. I don't think I ever lost more than 20 pounds in a month. I'm pretty sure I didn't lose 15 pounds in a month. And I have friends from the surgery community who lost that much in a week. So it's a very different experience. And I want to pop back up to those apples for a minute because different doesn't mean better or worse. And if we're going to have a frank conversation about this stuff, we need to keep that front of mind. I really can't wait to get the interviews going and start chatting with other people who've lost more than 200 pounds too so that we can explore some of these differences a little more. But my main goal is exploring the parts that are the same. And there's more of them than there are differences. Loose skin is still different for everybody surgery or not, no two people are going to have the same experience with it, even if they're the same starting weight and height and all that stuff. How fast you lose your weight is the big dog. And it's neck and neck with genetics. I got lucky on both of these fronts. Up for debate is the moisturizer factor, but there's no debate at all that internal moisturizing is crazy important. You for sure need to be drinking tons of water. And I believe that slathering yourself with moisturizer can't hurt anything either. I moisturized as often as I could remember and my budget allowed. I wish I had moisturized more, but I hit the jackpot on the genetic front and I'm super grateful, but I'm not saying that to be an asshat and all braggy about my good skin genes. I didn't know until I started seeing plastic surgeons to deal with the loose skin. And I'm talking about this as a bit of a disclaimer for my before pictures and just to try and normalize the topic, right? We've got to talk about this stuff so people won't be as afraid of it. And so they'll know that not everybody ends up with massive amounts of skin sagging and the hanging skin that you see all the time on social media. I have loose skin, yes, but I've been told twice now that I have roughly a quarter of the skin as someone who's lost as much weight as I did usually has. So If you're sitting there afraid to get started because you don't want to have to deal with a whole bunch of loose skin if you get your weight off, you need to know that all that loose skin you see on your screen isn't a guarantee. You might not end up with it at all. And if you do, there are surgeries, compression garments have come a crazy long way and they help a lot. Sure, there's nothing you can do about your jeans, but you can lose your weight slowly. You can drink lots of water. You can moisturize. There are things in your control that you can do and we can talk about it. You're not alone. There's millions of other people just like you struggling with their weight right now, like actual millions. Keep trying, keep tracking, don't be intimidated and don't give up. You've totally got this. Thank you for listening to Disrupting Obesity with Charlotte Skeynes. If you know it's time to take back control, lose the weight and keep it off, reach out to me privately with a direct message on Instagram that says ready so you can start disrupting obesity.